just a few moments. They're sitting out in the lobby, patiently waiting, drinking coffee. Uh, before I get into anything, uh, you know, I always like to get any of the like the bad negative stuff out of the way. Is that that's kind of like the way to do it? Uh, there was a there was a there was a school shooting in Florida. Another one. We're getting them what seems like every other day here, and we're a month and a half into 2018. It, it needs, yeah, it, something needs to be done. It needs to stop. This, this is just ridiculous. And you know what? That may sound shitty, and I say this, this, this is ridiculous, but it's ridiculous that things aren't being done because the people that are doing these these shootings, they... They obviously and clearly need help. They're mentally ill, and something needs to be done. And the mental health um, uh, support or uh, sort of mental health care in this country is atrocious, absolutely atrocious. And also how easily accessible firearms are, especially firearms like that. Now, I might alienate my from some of my listeners and that's that's okay that the show is about music it's not about about firearms but i'm going to touch on this you know you don't have to agree with me on firearms but that that's fine you know you can still listen to the show but i would like to say that there need there there should be something a little bit stricter there does you know it's so easy to buy a handgun I can go to the the store or a, a gun store, right? And I'm going to wait five days to buy a handgun because they're going to do a background check on me. Yeah, it'll be fine. I'm confident. But I can go to like a gun and knife store or gun and knife show or something else and walk out with a handgun that day. That is. That's. That's messed up. That is very messed up. And um, something needs to be done about that. Just, that's all. And uh, I'm not going to do the, the standard, you know, thing, of, you know, thoughts and prayers going out to the families and everything like that. That's, thoughts and prayers aren't going to change this. What's going to change this is some action. Yeah. So, that is all I have to say about that, is fucking do something. Yeah. So, anyway, that's done. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk any more about that. Right? Does that sound good, guys? Yeah, is that, that, any any of you want to contribute? Right. Right. It is not as simple. And the thing is, is that 
it uh, people can say, oh, they're using you know AR-15s are are are, are killing all these people. It is the people using the AR-15s. The thing is, is it's very easily to, uh, to get an AR-15 and use that to kill somebody with. That's e it's easy to get to get any gun and kill somebody with, but you want to you want to do as much damage as possible in a short amount of time, and it, it'd be something that is easily accessible. There you go. There's your option. I'm not advocating that, but that just seems to be the case. So. Applying some type of, of, of something, like regulation or whatever, on something that uh, is causing that much, um, you know, of a problem, then you could do that. You should do that. Also, focus on the mental health. You know, it, it is not normal sane people that are doing these things. Not a single person, not a single normal sane person has gone and shot up a school. Not, not a single one. Because normal, normal sane people don't do such things. They know that that's not okay. People who are mentally ill, not say, I'm, I am not saying that all people, all mentally ill people are going to go do that. Because there are so many degrees of mental illness, so many different types of mental illness. But that, that, that is that. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to. I'm not going to continue with it. I, I just, you know, we have a show about music to do, and I'm only, yeah, we're only six minutes in, and I've I've been talking about death and destruction. But you know what? Tonight's band, doom metal. Yeah, talk about death and destruction and doom and despair. But this is this is a constructive way of of approaching it. Yes, Thousand Yard Stair will be in here in just a few moments. I I really I really don't have any news to talk about or anything that I would like to talk about today. I I just I I kind of wanted to get that out of the way. Um, there's uh, you know it it it's it, that that's just a little too heavy. It's really heavy, and I would like to. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, Smashing Pumpkins going on tour again. Uh, <laughs> after the show, go check out um, Anna Birch at L Club. That's that's a good idea because her her CD release was last Friday and it was canceled due to the weather. And you should go. You should go check it out. Go support Anna Birch. She's local. She's awesome. That's that's all I have to say about that. Uh, if you'd like to call in at any time tonight to contribute uh, to the conversation, you may do so at 844-999-9249. That's 844-999-9249. We uh, want to hold on to that number because a little bit later in the show, we will be giving away some tickets to see Thousand Yard Stare at the level. really good show so we are going to take a quick break i uh prior to the show
sends the beast with wrath because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. I left alone My mind was blank I needed time to think To get the memories from my mind What did I see? Can I believe That what I saw that night Was real and not just fantasy Just what I saw
and billing. And you know, they're, the you know, bands in Detroit, I see I, I, some of the same people at all the shows I go to. You'll see them same guys from those bands out there. You know, passing stickers out, passing out yep. flyers for their next show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that I'm just like, I've talked to these people. I'm like, man, I, I, there's one band in particular uh, that I got five, I have five different stickers sitting in my office from yeah. five. Lost. On, yeah. the, on on a, the current crop of 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 bands that they 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 never experienced the whole like, you have to promote yourself. Yeah, we go, we go to the mall when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of all places, we'd go to the mall. We'd look for like you know. Look for the one kid that had like a mohawk, or you know, look one kid that yeah, with a motorhead yeah, shirt, the motorhead yeah. shirt, or the misfit shirt, or anything. You, got, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, that guy looks cool. Give him a flyer, right? Right. But you know, you know, it's it's it, and that's that's how you promoted back in the, yeah. you know back back then. It's like you look for somebody that looked like you, mm-hmm. you know. I and, still do. Well, yeah, that's that, that's the one thing that never ends. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> my my better half. Uh, we'll go. We'll go to some places. It's just one of the, it's. It's always hilarious. Like I, we, we go to a record store. We've yeah. been anywhere. You know, you go somewhere, and like the last time this happened, some guy walked in with a Venom T-shirt on. Oh, and fuck. and Amber, you know, Amber was like, we were looking at something. And this wasn't even at a record store. Yeah. I, mean, I forgot where we were at. We were at some store, and this dude walks in with a Venom T-shirt on. And Amber's like, oh, there's your friend, Scott. <laughs> and, like, oh. and sure enough, like me and this guy kind of like walked by each other, and we're like. You know, kind of like sniff each other up. Smell you know, it, yeah. yeah like, like, oh, were you sniffing? We you were sniffing. Smell your own kind. <laughs> and, and next thing I know, we end up like in the middle of the aisleway at the store we're at, yeah, having a conversation about music, which is to me the most. It's one of the, my favorite experiences I still get about going and attending shows. Right. Is, especially when you go to a show of a bunch of people that are into the same music. You, you sit there and you talk shop. And you sit there and do that thing where you're like, what? You like that band? Oh, my God. I love that band. Like, yeah. just the other night, we played, um, we played at um, uh, the Pike Room uh, in Pontiac here. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And there was a kid. And you guys are going to laugh. It's so hard at me. But um, this kid, we were chatting with this guy outside. And we were talking about old school thrash. It's just one of my things, right? And this guy's like, you know, I've been listening to all this stuff. Have you heard of this band called Razor before? <laughs> and that's one of my all time, like, just, I just, oh, you know, I freak out when I hear that band. These yeah. guys hate them. Can't stand them. Can't. <laughs> oh, right. right. Well, you know, and then, but and we freaked out. The whole thing is we just totally freaked out for like, you know, 20 minutes about talking about this band we love. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's, you know, what I, what, I, what I find funny, like, if you talk to like people that are, aren't into metal and you talk and you bring up like, heavy metal like their 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 idea of it is never the same as somebody that's into it no right. you know it's always oh yeah i love metallica yeah. I, it, it, you feel yourself wince a little bit i said that's cute that's yeah. cute yeah. what about king diamond yeah you know it's like what about sodom you ever heard of sodom right? before something like you know corner. that's just stuff. yeah corner i mean any there's, there's yeah. lists and lists of bands that just didn't ever go to that level right that we all adore, right, right, um, yeah. But, but you know, I don't. I'm not going to beat up on Metallica, right? I, you know, I, I think they're still a great band. Um, I may not like their records, all of them in their entirety, but they're Metallica, and they've kind of 
I mean, as far as metal bands, there's a reason that when you think of metal, people say Metallica. They are good at what they do. They're very good at what they do. That, yeah. That, 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 I guess that's the best way to say it. You know, I'm not going to say that they're, that I like, that, that I think they're a great band or I think they're a shit band. I just think Metallica is good at what Metallica does. They're yeah. good at being Metallica. And yeah. they're going to keep going. They're yeah. They're going to stop, you know? Right. I mean, we, we, we're losing Slayer this year. It's on paper, at least, that we're losing Slayer, which yeah. is a real, to me, it's a real shame. So. Right. Um, Anthrax is still kind of going. I mean, we're talking about the big four, you know, yeah. as far as metal's concerned. Yeah. You know, Anthrax is still going. Uh, Megadeth, that's see, that's Megadeth's hey. my weak spot. I don't like Megadeth. No, I don't. See, I don't either. <laughs> Something about Dave Mustaine rubs me the wrong <laughs> way. Those vocals. Man. It is. Wiggy, wiggy, To me, like, Megadeth is like the rush of metal because I can't stand Getty Lee's voice. But musically, Rush is, is you know, they're, they're talented. I love everything they do. Right, I but Rush. I just I can't listen to his voice. His yeah. voice is whiny, much like Dave yeah. Dave Mustaine. He is he is he's whiny. Yeah, yeah. And it's like no wonder they kicked you out of Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> but there's I, but there is a reason. Like you know when you like you said the first breath thing. You know when yeah. oh you listen to metal. So do you like me? And it, that's been going on since we were kids, yeah. man. But do you the, like Metallica? Yeah, I like Metallica. Why not? They, they rule. Even like like I've noticed in all genres, different even different areas of like they like say Michigan, Southeast Michigan or Mid Michigan, yeah. have different views. Like Machine Shop and, and Flint, yeah. that is a, that is almost like its own type of metal. Yeah, you know. I mean, I don't. Yeah, know if, I, I've been up there. I, I mean, we've been up there for a bunch of shows. Yeah. I don't really. I guess I don't. I can't say. I, mean, I hate using that word, but I don't know the scene. It's right. Yeah, it, well, it, but so I, I'm curious to know about. This. Okay, I I actually like to call it like machine shop metal, which is like the machine shop is stuck in this like new metal like time warp. <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. You know, where like Slipknot wow. and uh, Mushroom Head are oh, just God. like gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like every band aspires to be this, mm-hmm. and it's like. We've seen we've seen some pretty amazing shows there. I mean, yeah. I, see, I saw we saw Opeth there. Opeth there. Yeah, right yeah. Opeth. yeah. back in thirteen. Uh, Clutch. Um, oh, okay. Clutch is Danko Jones. I don't know if you know who Danko yep. Jones is. Yep, Canadian I've seen him. Amazing I've seen them. We saw Danko Jones play there. Um, seen a bunch of really cool Shadows Fall. I don't know what I was doing at that. I'm a big Shadows Fall fan, but I think we saw Shadows Fall play there, which is kind of outside of that. But that again, that's what I'm saying. I've only been there for a handful of shows. Right. I don't live there. That. We don't live close. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. We've got but a lot of that down here too. You know, yeah. Got, like totally different areas of the city here, where there certain bands just flock to them and. Yeah, have, you know, a certain style plays the same places. Right, like you'll have certain bands downriver yeah. that are, and and they're like like anything in Wayne is loyal to Wayne. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. It doesn't matter like who it is. Yeah, it's like uh, like you have like the band the Coffin Cats. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, and I you Fantastic know I've known those guys band. for so long. Yeah. and uh, their fans. I mean, it's to the point where like the people like you have uh, fans of them of the Coffin Cats. That will claim them in whatever genre that they're really into, even though they they're one, you know, specific. Yeah. And that they won't go to anything else that is like the yeah. Coffin Cats because yeah. they're, well, they're not from fucking Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, well, well it's, that's it's, that's something to aspire to is to be from Wayne. Yeah. Well, I've always found that idea, like that compartmentalization idea, yeah. very fascinating, especially when it comes to art. And I mean, I won't pretend like I think we all, we, we all do that. We'll sit and have a conversation like, oh, that's the best, you know, death metal band I've ever heard, you know. And, and you throw these titles on things because it's fun. To, I think as people, we, we quantize things. That's what right. our brains do, right? So right. that's how we identify with things. That's how we... We, we categorize, we, well, sorry, category type things or whatever. You, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. So, um, but at the same time, I think now 
You know, there was a thing, I think, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but like in the 90s, I think in the 90s, and I'll, I'll blame Faith no more for this. Um, okay, okay. Well, you, you must go- be saying something awesome then, apparently. I, I, no I'm not going to say Faith No ever. More is a, t- a terrible band. I'm just not a big fan of them. Yeah, it's right? crazy. Uh, but know, they really opened the doors up, I think, where they kind of knocked down all these barriers. Because before that, it was like, yeah, there was all these, like, this is this, this is that, and that's that. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you have a band like Faith No More that literally, and it, I mean, that is the one thing that ma- amazes yeah. me about them, is they can do anything. Every song on a record is totally different. Totally different. Yeah. The real thing. And, and yeah. the thing that made them... What, I do like about the band. I, I thought, well, I, from a technical standpoint, is that they could do any genre and be comfortable doing it. That's what I found really it's amazing. Patton is the best singer of all time. Oh, you and Amber, you and my better half. Band, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I find that. I mean, that. But now you're talking about geography, though, too, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, well, this is. I think that's really interesting because, yeah, I mean, I've seen it too. You do have. You know the east side, the west side. You have mm-hmm. all that stuff going on, and you have and you have different bands. Was this like like early nineties gangster rap? You know, should be. <laughs> you know, should be. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna go to war. We're gonna yeah. have. A, a, yeah, a, a, we're, gonna we're, get... where's like the Chupaca metal? You know. But I mean, really, uh, <laughs> uh, what we're doing. Yeah. I, I, we're getting to a point now with this music. You know, people ask us where we're where we're going with this now. Um, we're very much rooted, I think, and we, we know what we want to do with our music, I think. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I used to use that, well, it's just whatever, man. We just play anything. I used to say that when I was younger, too, because I, you know, I thought, well, hey, you know, I want to play. And I do. I like all types of music. I think we, we all like different music. Uh, but I think with what we're doing, we do definitely have a, you know, a direction we're going with it. And, you know, it's fun to explore inside of that, that, that headspace of mm-hmm. what you're doing. And try to figure out weird ideas with that, which we're doing presently, getting this record done. So, you know, right. like Doom and, you know, big sound, you know, bo- you know, big low sound, you know, we just like massive sounding music. Yeah, right. Just to get nastier and a filthier sounding, really catch the grime. Yeah. 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 Dirty music, you know, that idea. But, you know, I've always liked bands myself. That have that really ugly, that really really ugly ambience right. about them, but then the the lyrical content and even the artwork sometimes is is dare I say it? I'm gonna Matt's gonna probably come across the table and punch me in the head, but you know somewhat kind of majestic, you know in that majestic. idea. <laughs> and that's why I, mean, I guess going back, going going way back here, you know, in this conversation. Um, you know, writing this new record we're writing, you know, we have all this filth and ugliness and all this brutal stuff that's happening, you know, within the confines of what we're doing. Um, but at the same time, if you read the lyrics, you're like, wow, these lyrics are very, you know, they're, 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 they're not pretty. They're about fish, bro. They're about fish, you know. It's, it's weird. But there is something very majestic, though, I think, about the sea. That's, and yeah. that's what I think is really interesting about it, is there's something very majestic you're about right. the sea. You're right. You're absolutely right. Is And for a band like yours... To write about the sea, it probably th- will throw people off. Yeah. Like the idea of it, it's like, well, okay, that doesn't make sense. But mm-hmm. if the way you explain it is like this, the absolute brutality of mm-hmm. of sea life. Yeah, yeah, that that is a fitting, yeah. you know, topic. I mean, I've always thought like <laughs> a movie. I know when I was younger, a movie that really put the hook in me again. <laughs> No pun intended. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Look at it. Come on. Give it, give it up. We give it up. left him at home. All, <laughs> every single dad listening is like, I get that one. <laughs> uh, the movie, uh, there's a movie, uh, The Abyss. Movie, oh, yeah. Right? Um, yeah, that it was a good movie one. really put the hook in me 
I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that again. It's going to be a meatloaf, bro. But what's that? It's about to be a meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but those, I, but that's a very, you know, there's a, that's a very, it's a very majestic, yeah, you know, feel to that film. Uh, you know, and that's not where, you know, we're not trying to it's like a make beautiful like, you know, film it's organ good. music or something. Yeah. You know? But I do like just that juxtaposition of like what we're doing, you know, as far as the ugliness of what we're the music we're playing and Tony's vocal delivery, which is just, you know, he's one of my favorite singers. Tony, of all singers, Tony, mm-hmm. it's a, it's an honor to work with the guy because he's right. such a beautiful. Not, I, I just did it. I no. just did. It. He's a beautiful singer in what we're doing. I think he just oh. doesn't carry equipment. Yeah, he don't carry. Anything. Oh, he's that. He's that front man. He's your typical oh front he's, man. Oh yeah, he's like I can't. So <laughs> he's not here to defend himself. This is great. <laughs> so <laughs> you 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 before we go to this break, yeah. you, right? You said. Uh, you brought up something about you don't do like the organ music, and that, that this leads me to, to ask a question. Yeah. That um, apparently will. Um, it, it, I found to be polarizing to people that like metal, and it's Ghost. Love that band. Really they good. Me too. I, I mean, great. Like I'm not a fan. You don't. They, they look super cool. I like their stick. Yeah. yeah see, but, and that's the thing. You either you, you, you like you you like the band, you know, or you're like. I don't like that band, but I like their stick. I like their look, you know. But everybody seems to like their look. Yeah, they look cool. Yeah. Well, that first record, schools. Yeah. Uh, first yeah. record. I mean, it reeked of Merciful Fate, and I'm the biggest Merciful Fate yeah. fan. Yeah. Uh, the second record got a little too theatrical for me. It got a little too just a little yeah. too far out there. And then that third record, um, Meloria. Yeah. Meloria. That's a fantastic. Really I, I did like I did like some of their EPs. Their EPs are always filled with like weird covers. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, they did this cover of the of early '90s. Um, Army of Lovers um, Crucified, which is like a band that I like. It's like, what the hell is this? This yeah. is nothing even close to what, you know, yeah. Ghost is. And they made it song, the song good. Well, they're well, very quirky. Go ahead. I said, that's the way to do it, too, though, man. I mean, if you're. If you're playing a certain kind of music and you cover a band that's playing the same kind of music, there's no. Right. It's, it's so lame. It'd be like if we went out and played a primitive man song or something. Yeah. There would be no sense in that, but if like when you take a band like Thou doing all those Nirvana songs, all the yes, there like you go, the coolest thing you've ever seen, yeah. right? You know? Like Ghost did a Depeche Mode cover, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, they did an ABBA cover, mm-hmm. you know, they they've done um, like this Army of Lovers, they did an Annie Lennox cover, mm-hmm. you know, like the the ABBA and the Annie Lennox, uh, no, the ABBA was on uh, their second album, the Annie Lennox cover was on the EP Pope Star, which yeah. I think is 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 great, yeah. Uh, well, there's a, that's the quirkiness about that band that I really like. Cause they, I mean, they're obviously a very serious band. Yeah. But they don't take themselves that seriously, I think. You can take, I mean, it's kind of a weird thing I'm saying, but um, I think they have fun with it. And they obviously are into all kinds of cool music, right? Yeah. And they really want that to shine through in what they're doing. One of the, you know, speaking of Ghost, I watched an interview with one of the nameless schools. But you, you know that that's all the same. That's that's the same guy. That's well, yeah. the front man. Tobias, in, Tobias, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Forgay, yeah, Tobias yeah. Forgay, yeah. But they were t- so they, I guess they were talking to that guy. And one of the things that I thought was really cool, they were interviewing him, and they were like, you know, what's your idea about what's going on? Here? Yeah. And and I so identified with this because he said, I used to when I was younger, I would find an old record like you know from my parents or yeah. something like that, and I'd pull it out. And it'd be this band that I'd never, ever heard of. Like, yeah. Never heard of anything. Didn't know what they did or whatever. But I'd pull this record out, and I'd open up the gatefold. It would, you know, go, maybe, yeah. Maybe, and it'd be this, you know, massive stage, like yeah. huge stage with, you know, fans going back and yeah. this band throwing like a live shot. Yeah. Right? And it's like, he's like, I love, there was something so mysterious about that. Like, I had no idea about these guys, but there is a group of people that do. 
yeah. that love this band. And I, and he's like, that's kind of the mystique that I, I like, I kind of want to bring with Ghost, is I want somebody 20 years, 30 years from now to pull a record out and be like, what's this weird stuff? You know? Yeah. And then open it up, and there's this and, thing. You and know? They, they, and for the longest time, they did well to conceal their identities. Yeah, they did. You know? and, and just to the, to the point where the, uh, I was reading another interview that yes. they, had, they said, well, we, we just recently told our friends, and, or not friends, but just our families, what band we're in? Yeah, because like that's how how the, how secret they kept it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get, apparently Dave Grohl filled in on drums a few times wow. as a nameless ghoul. He's on that one EP, right? I think so. so. Produced it at least. Yeah. Have that yeah. Now, all right. I, I, I know that was, I was going to say we're going to go to a break after that, but have you heard Dave Grohl's metal album? Probot. Oh, Probot. Probot. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that's like that, that, that I mean that's like this like great. A, like every kid every, every kid that's into metals like 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 wet dream it's like well, hey I like, want to do with yeah. this band and, you know. That's like the biggest indulgence anybody yeah. could ever have as <laughs> well, a recording artist. Yeah. Um, he played with all of it. Lemmy Cronus from Kronos. Venom. Yeah. Uh, was it he played with there, there was a Voivod song on there too. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Voivod. I mean King Diamond too. King Diamond was on there. I mean that's like the biggest like a guy, a kid literally in a candy shop. You know yeah. who wasn't on there, though? Who should have been? Tom Jones. Motherfucking Tom Jones. <laughs> he should have been on there. Jones. Yeah? Yeah. We got we to yeah, talk about it. would have been the hardest. We were told not to talk about Tom Jones. Yeah, well. We're in see, trouble now. Sometimes it's impossible. Man. All right. One of our biggest inspirations. The greatest man to ever walk the Well, that's yeah, all right. We just we just threw cold water all over this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's, he's well, so he's a sheep shagger. But anyway. Um, <laughs> You're Scottish. You should know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, all right, uh, we're gonna go to a break. Uh, what off off of your off your album? What would you What would you like me to play? Uh, how about Demons? Is, uh, Demons. Okay. Demons, man. Yeah. Let's uh, good cut. Let's go with Demons, and then after that, I'll, I'll play the Mermaider song, the song about killing. Yeah, let's Mer- hear that. Yeah. All right, so we'll be back in just a few with more Thousand Yard Stare right here on Mortar City G Joint on New Radio Media.
Hey. All right. You're listening to Morris Jr. on New Radio Media. I am Ben Rose, and I'm joined here in the studio by, what, three quarters of a uh, thousand yards here? Yes, sir. All right. Good. Good. Because, you know, front man, he can't make it. <laughs> yeah, he's busy being a front man. Yeah, he can't, uh, he can't, he can't carry, he can't carry equipment, and he can't, can't <laughs> show up to an interview. He's yeah, so he's got legitimate reason he's not here. All right, all right. Yeah, I won't. He's, I won't. He's, I won't ride him too. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute! That got that got creepy real quick. <laughs> okay, we are actually going to be giving away some tickets to this uh, show that you yeah. have at the Loving Touch mm-hmm. uh, on the twenty second, right? Twenty second yes. of February with uh, Chemist. Yeah, correct. Chemist. Yeah, a week from today. A week from today. Um, yep. Yeah, Chemist is uh, from Denver, Colorado. Fantastic band. Uh, you know, more in the doom genre uh, if that's your thing. Right. Um, other band that's other bands that are playing uh, Golden Torso who are from Detroit, right? Fantastic, some of the just raunchiest heavy rock you'll ever hear. Um, they're all veterans, okay. and really good guys, uh, and they were nice enough to hop on the show and play with us. And then uh, Boobak from Ypsilanti, uh, who we've played with before, a fantastic couple of guys, uh, bass and drum uh, band that just crushes. Uh, and it's it's a stacked lineup, it's a solid lineup. And it's yeah, February twenty second, uh, just a week from today. Uh, at the Loving Touch, all right, in Ferndale. Yeah, have you uh, played there yet? This have is not played yeah. there yet. We no? haven't played it. We haven't played as this band. No, we haven't played there. No, I, I think that's a pretty solid venue. I like. it. I love it. Yeah, it, you know, it used to be a rub and tug, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the name of it should be. Speaking of High on Fire, we saw them there. That was two years ago. High on Fire and Paul Bear played there. And I know I bought my tickets like three months in advance because I knew I'm like just judging by the size of that club. It's it's not a small club, but it's not a big club either. Mm-hmm. And I just something in me was like, I need to buy these tickets now. And sure enough, we got there that night, and it was stand, it was elbows it was to elbow. elbows. You couldn't elbow. move, and it sold out. Oh yeah, you couldn't move in there. It was insane. Um, so yeah, it's a great it's a great club. Uh, and we're really excited to play there with Chemist too. Is another fantastic band. We're really excited to play with those guys. Yeah, you know, uh, I've been listening to their stuff. I, I, it's actually a band that I wasn't familiar with, mm-hmm. and you know, and I like, and always when I find out about a new a band, and I'm like, you know, I have to listen to all their stuff just so that I can uh, 
get an idea, yeah. you know. And then when you hear one of those bands, you just have to soak up all of everything, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, I dig them. I really dig them. And uh, we're all. I think we're. I'm a completist also. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I, and that kind of goes back to the whole the web. Yeah, you know, it's like. It's easy now. It really yeah. is easy now. Where if you hear a band you like, you go into their Bandcamp page, yeah. and I do. I love that. I think it's so cool. Yeah. They can go. I heard one song. I can listen to the other four albums they've done. Um, so it's it's fun to go do that now, and it's easy to fall down the rabbit hole. We, we call it Bandcamp hell, where you know you go and you digest one band, and you're like, or Spotify is the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, you digest a bunch of stuff on there, and then you're like, oh, related. That related artist link is the most brutal thing. Cause you'll be, you'll find yourself. I've been like, you know, a whole work day just listening to different bands. Oh yeah, it's crazy, man. Oh, and yeah, Spotify is a is a rabbit hole. YouTube as well. Yeah. Although yeah. you are always three clicks away from the dark side of YouTube. Yeah, sometimes you're just getting into weird territory. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're watching videos of babies shitting. You know, like like their faces. Like you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like they're funny. Yeah. You know, but it's like, why am I watching this? Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's funny. Because it's cute. Yeah, it's cute, and the baby's like. Cute cat, the cute cat videos. Yeah, um, I think that's their bread and butter on that website is the cute cat videos. Well, I mean that's like the the, the whole purpose of the internet is is cats and porn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's so pussy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's yeah well, well, let's yeah let's, 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 let's not sugarcoat it. Well, yeah, we'll kill the elephant in the room. I mean, I think that is kind of what runs the web. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> That's all, folks, guys. You can all go home. <laughs> Show's over. We, we figured out the riddle. Yep. The Internet's the question's over. question's been answered. Internet now. is over. We don't need to work anymore. It's a utopia now. Uh-huh. Everything's all set. We're good. Yep. Peace. <laughs> Peace in the Middle East. Uh, cats and dogs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting along, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, what did you grow up on? I mean, like I'm, I'm assuming, I, like just like everybody, kind of grew up on Sabbath and you know, and in those like early metal bands. But yeah, like me, you know, it was like Slayer hit yeah. me in about like seventh grade, and I was like, okay. oh man, right? You know, Rain and Blood. It was young kid hearing that. It was like the evilest shit I ever heard. It was great. Yeah, yeah. South yeah. of Heaven yeah. and that. Yeah, I just started going. You know, by the album covers and stuff, and went from like Slayer and stuff to Sacrifice, and then oh, once man. I got a hold of sacrifice. like Scream Bloody Gore and shit, it was like, oh man, yeah, that's, game changer. That's the end of that. That it was, was a game changer for me at that point. Right. Same thing. Same Jeez, thing. Yeah. The but I didn't really venture too much into the death metal. Really. You know, a couple of the DSIs and Cannibal Corpse. DSI like Fear Factory and. You ever get into that? Oh, or, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Car- Carnivore, which I think what oh, ended man. up being like evolving into Typo Negative. Yeah, yeah, that Carnivore stuff was just. You can see well, when you listen to Typo now, it's yeah. really fun to listen to that because you you see where you know he was progressing. Peter Steele was progressing in his mm-hmm. writing. Yeah, and I remember. I know. I when I heard uh, was it Slow Deep and Hard? Yeah. <laughs> that was the first typo record, and I can honestly say I never heard anything like that. There was Sabbath, of course, there, yeah. but I never heard anything that but, weird. What, what I what I really liked about Typo Negative is they did a fake live album. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah origin, origin of the feces. <laughs> and it's like like they totally laid down like like a fake audience and everything. Yeah. It's like, dude, okay. First of all, you're in your damn basement. <laughs> you, you know damn well you're yeah. in your basement. <laughs> and Peter Steele sounds like Rocky Balboa the whole way through that thing. There's like there's like a fake fight or something. Yeah. Or, I know there's that one part where the guys like you hear like yo fuck you or something. And yeah. Like, no, you listen, man. You need to just turn around and go out the door. You yeah. hear me? Or something weird like that. That was. Yeah, I mean, I was convinced for years that that was a real lie, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like maybe five, six years ago. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. What? Isn't that kind of the deal, though? Like, all these records that were like live records, half of it was put in. It was recorded. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that happened. Yeah. I had a college professor tell me that that was fu- that, that that was a fake live album. That's how fucked up that is. Oh wow! Yeah, he's like, you know, that's a fake live album. I'm like, <sighs> worth every penny of tuition, right there. Right? That's exactly it. <laughs> it's like, you know what? All right, I can go home now. I don't yeah. need this degree. I'm good. Yeah, I, I learned everything I, I know, need to learn. Life has been ruined. That 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 the typo negative live album is fake. <laughs> there is no audience. I don't know. I guess for me, it's so murky. There's so many years behind me now. Yeah. But I know one of the things that kind of got me sparked, I know I heard the Ramones. Yeah. And that I heard the Ramones, and I was like, whoa, uh, this is... And then I know I, my, and my aunt was the one that turned me on. She used to have these mixtapes when I was a kid. Yeah. And they had, like, the Ramones, the Psychedelic Furs. Like, yeah. Like, weird stuff. It was all really, you know, cool stuff. Uh, and then I, I know the turning point was when I heard... I heard Quiet Riot when I was very young, and I was like, whoa, what's this? And yeah. I heard Def Leppard, and then I heard Sabbath. Priest, you got another thing coming. Yeah, yeah, Priest. Yeah, priest. I mean, all yeah. that stuff. But I heard Sabbath, and that's kind of was like, like the, that, that was the, that was it for me. My first first songs I learned on a guitar. All right, my well, my very first song was N.I.B. by Black Sabbath. Oh, right on. You mm-hmm. know, and then I learned, you know, obviously Iron Man. But then it was uh, uh, Breaking the Law, and you got another thing coming, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, and. Um, I think, I think mine was Snowblind on the Judas Oh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love a song about cocaine. Uh, <laughs> the whole reason I started wanting to play guitar as a little kid is because of Judas Priest. Right? Really? So I'm like so bummed now with that Glenn Tipton news, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Parkinson's. And then oh, yeah. That's, 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 that was another one. We're losing sucks. another one. Really sad. That was news sucks. that just came out. Yeah. But no, I, 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 I was Sabbath, and then Motorhead came along, and I was like blown oh, away. Mo- yeah. Mo- I mean, those, those, all them root bands, like, you can't, you can't touch that stuff. The, the three bands that really kind of uh, put me on a, on, a, on a path different than what I had been listening to, um, and I was never into, like, like bubblegum pop or anything like that, mm-hmm. even as a kid, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, I, I was, obviously, the first time I heard Black Sabbath... It was like, wow. Yeah. And then Motorhead. Like but then when I heard Black Flag, I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. came along a couple of years later for me, and then I heard Black Flag. Then I heard Minor Threat, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Then I heard Negative Kennedy. Approach also, and yeah. I was like, whoa. And like, you're, here, you know? you're, like, you listen to like Minor Threat, and, and like these guys aren't messed up. No. I mean, mm-hmm. these guys are like that intense. sober. And that stuff, like Minor Threat, yeah. uh, that stuff, you listen to that to this day, that stuff, it holds up. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah. That is still so intense. Like, I still get that, like... Like the goosebumps, yeah, like, well, like 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 Earth Crisis or something well, like that. Well, yeah, the the '90s stuff. Yeah, the heavy. Yeah, like I, it was hard. They called it hardcore. <laughs> yeah. We had this conversation. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, it's so funny you mentioned Earth Crisis because I love that band. Yeah. I mean, I love that first wave victory stuff. Was all mm-hmm. about Snapcase, Earth Crisis, uh, Strife, Yeah, Bloodlet. Yeah, that was the band for me on on Victory. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, all that, that that rootstock stuff was just amazing. I, yeah, it just you can't get that back. And I still listen to Sabbath all the time. Yeah, and yeah same here all the time. So, yeah, yeah. Motorhead. I, I even got a little little tiny uh, Lemmy sitting on my desk at home. Like those, yeah. I, I, I bought that. And I was like, like yeah, I got the pop. And yeah, so I had, yeah, little, my pop. little Lemmy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know for me, it was, yeah, I said Snowblind. Yeah. And I got to mention this too. Yeah, Snowblind was the first song, and Enter the Eternal Fire by Bathory. No. I learned how to play kidding. that on bass, which it's just, it's pretty easy. <laughs> well, yeah. But I figured that out, you know. Uh, and that, that, you know, that's, it's so weird. Like, you know, we all kind of have our own, our own journey, our own pathway when it comes to music. And it's so cool to, like, now, at least for me, and I think we all do that, we look back and go, well, I was there at this time, and I was mm. here at this time. Yeah. And, you know, there's some stuff that you get into, and maybe it don't stick with you, but then there's some stuff you do listen to, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to buy every reissue of this, whatever it comes out. And I have such stuff that, I mean, five, six different copies of an yeah, album. You, you, know? you two right. guys are crazy, man. You guys got, like, every record. <laughs> and you get into, like, man. even on vinyl and everything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it sucks what happened with vinyl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it used to be really cheap to get vinyl one, like, yeah, years I, ago. Now I, you can't touch the stuff. It's yeah. crazy now. Uh, you know, I, I recently went went to... Um, King's Books in uh, in Detroit, yeah. and uh, they they do have vinyl kind of like in milk crates, kind of like yeah. strewn about the books. It's like, oh, you know, <laughs> fuck these records, right. yeah. you know. And I'm looking through, and occasionally you see some you see like a gem, yeah, you see a gem, yeah, yeah. And that's what makes it fun, still. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, and I and I, I've. Um, I don't want to sound like a snob, like a vinyl snob, but I have come across like 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 first pre- first pressings, yeah. and I'm like, oh. yeah. Um, I just discovered the like the Discogs thing uh, recently, and I've been oh, yeah. of, you know playing oh. on that like that that site Discogs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on it too, and like that's crazy. That's yeah, being best. able to like keep track of what you have yeah. and like you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm I'm on there, and it's like I like I, I keep an, an an eye out for things. Like, mm-hmm. and I've keep an eye like looking at at um like eBay and yeah. stuff. Like, uh, are you familiar with the local band Elvis Hitler? Yeah. 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 And yeah. I, I, those guys actually they, they become friends of mine. You know, and I and I and I absolutely love them. Yeah. And so incredibly humble. Like, have no idea how fam- how like like famous they are. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Well, yeah. You get some of those. I've seen. I mainly did that just to kind of see where I was at with my collection. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to kind of see, you know, just where, what do I have here? And, yeah. You know, I got some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is neat. And like, and you find out how much it's worth, and that's why I say, like, with Elvis Hitler, it's like you, they, they, they had no idea that, that people are paying this amount of money yeah. for even, like, a cassette. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the, f- you know? Yeah. It's kind of a bummer they're not seeing any of that money, though. You know, I mean, there's, no, they there's got, nothing wrong with that. I get, well, there no, is something wrong they, with they, that. There's no, they, it, you know? they, they, got, they got screwed yeah. overall. And I know that eventually there'll be some new music because they, yeah. they've reunited. And, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, Jim Leedy, uh, a.k.a. Elvis Hitler, mm-hmm. has been on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a phone interview. Which was supposed to be twenty minutes turned into like an hour and twenty five. <laughs> yeah, that guy can talk. He's like yeah. the he is like the Christopher Walken of Michigan. <laughs> he's really? quirk. He's quirky as shit, cool. and, I, I, and I absolutely love him. He's yeah. he's a wonderful guy, and like, like everything that he says is just like, mm. what? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> Some people you can just sit down and learn. Oh, oh yeah! Just, just learn from people. Oh yeah! I love meeting people like that. In, in, like so, inc- and he's so incredibly humble, and um, just friendly, and he will talk to anybody. If you're, you're like, like you say, hey, you know, you know, I, I absolutely love Elvis Hitler. 
he'll, he'll talk to you for an hour until he, you know, until somebody's like, hey, you got to be up on stage. Yeah. Yeah. You know? well, it's always fun. I mean, I know I we've all been through that. We've all had chances to meet our idols. Yeah. People that we, you know, we adore. And I'm happy that I'd say maybe 95% of the times I've got to meet someone I really aspired to. Yeah. Um, they've always been really cool. And I've, yeah. always had, I've always had some really great conversations. Right. Yeah, I got all starstruck the other day when we uh, played with Scott Kelly. Yeah. No um, kidding. Mirrors yeah. for Psychic Warfare. It's yeah. from Neurosis. Yeah. And, yeah. Hanging out with him for a few minutes, and it was like, holy shit. <laughs> See, that's the thing. is like I've never really been starstruck. I'm sure it will happen at some point. You know, when I met Lemmy, I was starstruck. I see, shit, I shit the bed see, when I met that guy. See <laughs> that that I that I would have done, yeah. but you know I can't meet Lemmy, you know, yeah, and yeah. unfortunately, and I and I do remember the first time I saw Motorhead, I was like 18 years old. Yeah, I, I went. It was at um, it was at Ozfest, mm-hmm. and I only went to see Motorhead, right, right, and yeah. I'm like, All right, I'm done. I can go. Fuck Ozzy. Right, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, said said me only, <laughs> um, but I I've done I, I've done. I've interviewed a lot of people who who are relatively famous. Yeah. The only time that I've ever d- interviewed somebody where it was like, oh, I felt uncomfortable and weird, was uh, Phil Elvin of the Blasters. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, you know, I, know, Blasters. I, know yeah, yeah. I don't know the guy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, all right, first, and Ramona had actually set it up for mm-hmm. me, you know, and originally it was supposed to be in person. He's like, well, it, it, like his tour manager is like, well, Phil doesn't want to do an in-person interview. Can he do it via email? Like, this is for radio. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like we can do it over the phone. All right. Well, okay. So, yeah, it's not hard. Right, but he could, he couldn't do it like when I when the show was on, so I recorded it. Okay. The entire interview was me asking, was me talking to him. He's like, yes. <laughs> no. Oh God, I. Oh. No. No. Uh, yeah, and then he said, then he said something kind of like, like some people might take as racist, but it wasn't, you know, it was like about like his influences, you know, it's like, you're, you know, like, like rockabilly and such like, it's like, you know, he's like, well, yeah, rockabilly, country, blues, you know, it's, it's, it's all the same thing, just depends on what color you are. And I'm like, Um, oh, I can't put that in the interview. And then let's mark that down for an edit point, right? Well, here's it, well, the, the, I've never the interview was never aired, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I always like to do research, you know, especially somebody that was an influence on me as yeah. far as like my, my music, my, my playing style. And he used to be a mathematics professor in California, oh, really. So once I brought up math, holy shit, couldn't shut him up, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's awesome. He's like, he's you know, as soon as I get off stage, I go right either whether it's to the tour bus, to the green room, to my hotel room. I'm working on mathematical equations, Jeez. and it's like, oh, I love that though. I think that's such a cool. Yeah, that's so neat. Well, and and that's the thing is like when like people have this idea of what musicians do when they get off stage, and it's like, oh, they're getting high, they're getting drunk, they're partying, but that's not the case. You got no. this dude just doing math. Mathematics. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I mean, I love I love the 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 like the the, the dirt and stuff like that. Yeah. Musicians, because you hear that a lot. Like I know one of the ones was uh, uh, Duff McKagan. Yeah. I mean, and we know what he went through. Uh, but like you know, in the recent years, I've read an interview and they're like, "Well, so what do you do after a show now, Duff?" And he's like, "Honestly, I go back to the hotel, grab whatever book I'm reading, make a cup of tea, and go to bed." <laughs> I'm like, right. Well, that, that's cool to see people. It isn't all. I think you know. I don't think that. I don't think that. Um, that idea, that 
visual people have. Like, you know, if you play, you know, oh, I play in a band. Oh, man, you must be just partying all the time. It's like, no. It's we, like, you must be stars. knee deep. We have families. Yeah. I mean, our yeah. band, we have families. We have jobs. We have we have things we have to do. I mean, right. we're, we're doing this as much as we can. Everybody has this, like, motley crew, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, vision yeah. of, 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 what, of what rock and roll really is. Yeah, and it's just, it's not that. <laughs> no. It's quite the opposite, actually. It's a lot of yeah, hard work, for sure. Very yeah, true. it is. Very true. But we are going to be giving some tickets away. Yeah. Uh, well, if you want to call in and win tickets to see Thousand Yard Stare at the Loving Touch this what? Next no, Thursday. Week next Thursday, yeah. Next yeah. Thursday, week from today. I, I can't want to say this Thursday. is like, this is Thursday. But all right, so yeah, next Thursday, week from today. Yeah. Uh, give us a call, 844-999-9249. It's 844-999-9249. And I know not every one of my listeners is local, so, mm. yeah. We got to thank uh, Ramona also from Black Iris Booking. She she's the one that put this thing together. Amazing. Yeah, she's the one that made this thing. She's the glue. She made yeah, it happen. She's, she's been on the show. I had her on the show, and it's mm-hmm. just like, you know, uh, being a promoter, it's like I can relate. Like, you know, like promoters have all had, like, the same like kind of similar horror stories. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, shit, there goes rent money. You know, <laughs> when you have a guarantee to make and, you know. Yeah, and, she's always been really – She's. I, it's been a pleasure to work for yeah. work with her. Yeah. Uh, and I, she's I, really great, and, you know, she was nice enough to, like, you know – Put us on this show, so mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you, Ramona, for letting us. Uh, yeah, we've worked with her before. Yeah, in the past, yeah. Too. And she's super cool. He's a great person to work with. Black Iris in general is great to work with. Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I, I I've always, uh, always had fun working with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done some shows together with uh, in, in the past. Um, and I, whenever she has her big events like uh, the Blackout Barbecue mm-hmm. and then the Black Christmas, I, oh, I've yeah. actually DJed. So, oh, cool! Yeah, I brought my, brought this show out and we did it from the, you know, like uh, from Majestic. That's yeah, right, yeah, that's what they, they, they yeah. Had the last couple of years. No, with the Blackout uh, Barbecue, I did it from like the patio at the. Um, at the, at the Magic Stage. Yeah, and for Black Christmas, they had me hit the Garden Bowl. They wanted me to DJ from on top of the lanes. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. oh, no. Oh, no. If I have a couple drinks in me, that's not happening because you've got to climb up there. Yeah, yeah. Hell, yeah. yeah. Hey, I grew up working in a bowling alley. I know what it's me like having a, having a bowling ball coming at you. Yeah. That's I, scary I, I shit. spent a lot of years working in a bowling alley, and we, we, we did that. At the bowling alley we were at, they they built the stage. And yeah, we're gonna yeah. have bands play here, and I played in a band at the time. Like you should play here. I'm like, no, right? That's scary. Black Dolly yeah. Murdered did a video. I think they did yeah. it at the Garden Bowl. They did yeah. it at the yeah. Garden Bowl. What a horrible night there, to have a curse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a black. That's a Castlevania reference right yep, there. It is. Yeah, Castlevania too. What a horrible night to have a mm-hmm. curse. Man, that that deviated from the whole series. <laughs> um, it deviated from the show. Like I said, la- the last part of the show. Last well, 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 we didn't even make it to the last twenty before it went off the rails with uh, Castlevania. <laughs> I thought uh, we went off the rails before the last segment. <laughs> yeah, we went off the rails before the mics went on. <laughs> uh, but uh, there, there, there's actually like a, a really popular venue in in New Jersey mm-hmm. that uh, called uh, Asbury Lanes. Okay, and that's that's their their shtick is that you're playing on the lanes. Yeah. Yeah. There used to be the Fireside Bowl also in Chicago. Yeah. I went there for a couple of shows, and it was a bowling alley. But they didn't make you play on the lanes. You played like in a back area in yeah. front of the lanes, and I saw some really cool bands play there back in the day. No. What bowling alley did you work at? Uh, Pampa Lanes in Warren. Oh, I know Pampa. Yeah. I worked up, uh, the first bowling alley I grew up working in was uh, it was called the Peach Pit first, and mm-hmm. then it became Summit Sports Center. Okay. And then uh, I got a job as, a, uh, as the assistant manager at Universal. Yeah. Oh, oh man, nice. I grew up there. And then... Uh, and then I went to Sterling Lanes, mm-hmm. and then 
I probably got out of the bowling business. Say, so you yeah. were uh, making the rounds, man. Yeah. Lunch, yeah, that's luxury uh, lanes in Ferndale for me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we all grew up on bowling. We all yeah. grew up on bowling. I got my homeboy fired from a bowling alley. Would <laughs> <laughs> you? What, 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 we were what, out there what? drinking and stuff, and yeah. he was supposed to be working. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you do to him? Oh, I just he got in trouble. I told his boss to eat shit and everything else, you know. So yeah, you got him drunk when he was working. Yeah, we were all drinking. Yeah. So he's working and. Well, he wasn't really working. He was drinking. Oh, okay. So that's why he got fired. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Pampa Lanes is no longer with us. It's gone now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what, um, yeah it's uh, it's been. I think it's it. Kind of, they shut down a couple of years ago. Uh, thankfully, I'm still uh, I still keep in contact with some of the old owners and stuff yeah, like that. Cool. So I kind of know what's going on. But uh, yeah, I grew. I spent a lot of years there. Grew up in that place, and you know, I mean, just those nightmarish. Because I started out there as yeah, like they called it a pin boy. Yep. And you, your job was to. Literally, if a pin jumped out of the, you know, jumped out of the, the set, the, uh, the, 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 the setter or whatever they call it, the pin setter, it jumped into the gutter. Your job was to run down that thing and push it back in. And um, you get these people after about, you know, two games, these people are good and liquored up and they start messing with you. And I, I mean, I, that was one of those things where I had a couple of where I got loud with people because they throw a ball at me <laughs> and scare the crap out of me. And that could hurt. You get a 16 pound ball, that'll take your ankle out. So. Yeah. Yeah, that that you know, I kind of worked my way up from there over many years, and you know, very you beneficial at, uh, thing. You worked at a bowling place too. Yeah. What is this? We got three people here. School. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. High school years. No way. Yeah, I I grew up working there all through like high school, college, and uh, you know, I'd have like day jobs, but work at the bowling alley at night. Right. Mm-hmm. Managed. Yep. I did the same thing. It's like I couldn't leave it, and until finally it was like with like the one it was in in Romeo. Yeah. Uh, it was a mutual decision of um, they could no longer because you know summer in a bowling alley is is, is slow. Yeah, slow. Yeah. It so like, to oh, we're gonna have to lay, lay you off. We you know ooh I the we mic can't. Over. Oh, sorry, oh, you're cut off. I'm um, I'm yeah, we get oh, yeah. you know it's like um, we you know we can't really afford to pay you anymore. Like you've been here so long, we just kept giving you raises <laughs> and you know, like that I had sucks. I had insurance and everything through that a bowling sucks. alley. Nice. Oh my god. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, and then I I went to work for another place, and it's just um, that's a story for off air. And, um, <laughs> but like like, there's a lot of fun stuff that happened in that bowling alley. You yeah, know? I, I learned the bar business. People. You know, yeah. I learned the bar business uh, working yep, in a bowling. Here, yeah. I learned the bowling business. Um, you know, and it became for me. It, I mean, I got to be really close with the owners, and they actually helped me. You know, when I was going through school and I was mm-hmm. trying to carve out a career. These were the people that really, I mean, they really were the ones that kind of helped me kind of get in that right direction. Yeah. You know, a lot of people thought, well, if you're in a bowling alley, it's a bar thing. But I was actually lucky to have good bosses that, you know, they kind of helped me, you know, move into what I do, you know, yeah. professionally now. Yeah. So it was a very positive thing. Yeah, I learned a lot working there. And I saw a lot of stuff that, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, alcohol, mm-hmm. yeah, we've all, and we've all done terrible things. Yeah. Recently, actually. <laughs> 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 Not terrible things, dumb things. Not terrible, uh, but yeah, I saw some stuff. I know that was one of the things like that really hardened me. Uh, oh Growing yeah. up, like seeing some really some of the like absolute trash can of behavior. Oh people. yeah, it was insane, man. Oh, I mean, like you see, you see people on PCP messing stuff. Oh yeah, up. like Crazy. I like I I saw a guy high on PCP rip a urinal off the wall. Jesus. Mm. It's 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 just like I mean sure I did a lot of fun stuff in there that I probably sh- I'm not going to say on air and I shouldn't shouldn't. <laughs> we had a guy rip a rip one of the 
Okay, kids, here's a, here's a lesson for you. Back in the day, when we wanted to make a phone call, yeah, we had to go to one of these things called a payphone. There's one around. <laughs> the, around there's, there's actually one within walking distance. Whoa, hotel. really? It was well, the booth, no phone. Oh, okay, <laughs> they just yeah. haven't finished the job yet. Um, right. But I this guy, we watched a guy it. one night. <laughs> somebody, somebody started the job. Some guy literally one night right in front of us, we were closing the place up. This guy was drunk or high or something like that. And literally right in front of us, he just grabbed you know, the box yeah. and just ripped it out of the wall in front yeah. of us. Just, it came off the wall, and we're standing there watching him do it, and he's, we're like, dude, that's not cool. You shouldn't do stuff like that. And his answer was, it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. We're like, well, yeah, it kind of does. There's a broken phone laying on the... Yeah. And then cops came and all that. But, I mean, it was one of those ones I'm like, you have to really be high, I guess, because I don't think I could rip a phone out of a wall. That's like it's nailed in there and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, that was that was crazy to watch somebody do something like that. Yeah. And you, those are the only things I would ever see at you know in a bar like that. It's just yeah. insane. And then the people in the bathrooms doing crazy stuff. We were always shuffling people out of there. It, the, it goes on for days. Yeah, it was like thousand-yard stair shows back in the day with our old members. <laughs> you guys used to break guitars all the time. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, but I'm talking. Didn't you break a Les Paul? I did. You broke a Les Paul. What? What's yes, wrong with you? I'm an idiot. Yeah, you all. Dumbest. I regret that all the time. Now I can't afford one. Was it a, like an actual Gibson? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a Gibson Les Paul. I've had a couple of Gibson Les Pauls that I've had to sell, unfortunately, due to, like, first of all, you guys are you guys all married? Yeah, I, I am. Yeah, I guess I am kind of married. Don't yeah, do I'm it. Married, sure, Don't do it, because, cause, cause, like, like the, that I had to sell Les Paul to, you know. Get married? Not to get married. Oh, not it, to get long married. Long story. It was like uh, there was a... Uh, a debt accrued by an ex, and yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I couldn't sell. I, I, I don't think I've ever really sold anything like that. I'm lucky, I guess. I'd love to get my hands on a new one, man. I had the Voodoo yeah. Les Paul. Yeah. With the, it, it was like a, a matte black with red rubbed into the wood grain, and it had a skull on the fifth fret. Oh wow. And snakeskin case mm. and shit like yeah, it was awesome. And I had to sell it, and I and I'm I'm incredibly bitter about it. But I have a couple of other guitars that are like I I, I, I tend to find like unique ones and yeah yeah I think everybody has that I mean I, I I've been looking I've kept the majority of my stuff but I think we all have that story of something we've had like equipment a guitar yeah. amp yeah um that why did I let that go yeah yeah why did I let that go um I had an old, one of them old acoustic five band EQ uh, bass amps oh yeah uh, six ten or whatever they called it I don't know all the models but uh. I love that amp, but I wanted, you know, at the time, it's like, well, I got to get something harder. I want some, I want Mesa Boogie, you know, I want yeah. something. Because these were, we were, you know, it couldn't handle lower tunings and all the technical stuff. Yeah. And, uh, it was burning up on me. Uh, so I got rid of that and got, ended up getting a hard key. Uh, and I look back now because I see those amps being used still today, and they sound phenomenal. Right. right. And I'm like, why did I let go of that acoustic amp? Such a bummer. Uh, yeah. And Randall cabinets that I all kinds of neat stuff. A couple of things yeah. I had, I, I really regret getting rid of. I have I have my dream amp. I, I and I taught myself how to build it myself, build amps myself, just to have my dream amp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two guitars. Recently, one one acquired. Like I don't know if you've heard of this new this company in California called Harlock Kings. I've heard of them before. Yeah, yeah I they're they're American made. Uh, guitars, the, stuff looks like Gibsons. And stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, like you know what? I stand behind them. I, I bought I bought their Tele. Yeah. And I love it. I, I love it. I'll, it. I'll put it up against an actual Fender Telecaster, and you can't tell the difference. Hmm. Uh, 
Um, stay in the sound of the Telecaster. Yeah, well, I've I've always wanted the blues. It's man. a bright guitar. It's it's a I've always wanted to Telecaster, but I have a D, I have a Dean that I'll never let go. It's a briefly Dean made a hollow body. Mm. Okay. And I and I got I got one as a gift for my birthday. Um, uh, it was probably like twelve years ago, right? And it looks like a taxi cab. Really? Yeah. With the colors? Yeah, it's yellow, and then on 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 the sides it's black and white checkered. Oh wow! Yeah. So they had a big they had a Bigsby tremolo on there, and Fender owns Bigsby, and Dean did not get the license proper licensing oh. for a Bigsby, and they threatened to sue them. So instead of just like like pulling all the Bigsby models off the you know the shelves, they yeah. just said, "Well, fuck it, we're not going to do this model anymore." Mm. Like they so they they like all the like all the other like uh, paint finishes they had on this guitar on this model of guitar were just like atrocious, no like awful, awful. Mm. Like they like they did the one that was kind of like the Dimebag Daryl, like the the green. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Like yeah. slime. They did one like that, and it just looked awful on it. And they did another one they called Picasso, and looked like a Picasso painting. Mm-hmm. Looked awful. But the taxi cab one, I, I was like, I, I have to get it. Look, look, <laughs> look at that. You know, I can't afford a Gretsch. I want a Gretsch. I can't afford that. You know, I mean, I want a Flying V, but I can't afford that. I I'll get this one. Yeah. And shortly after I got it, it was pulled. They were all pulled, and now they're fucking worth something. Yeah. And yeah. I've had so many people offer me money for them. No. Nope. I won't. I will not it. let it go. Yeah. Hold yeah. on, that. So many people sell things now. Uh, I hear it all the time. I think people did it a lot when you know, and we like you know, we're we're in our forties, and uh, yeah. I, again, I you hear that story all the time. Like, yeah, I used to have this, you know, original, you know, White Marshall, you yeah. know, and all that stuff, but I sold it. You know, I had to buy a house, and I'm like, man. You know, houses are cool, but man, a white marshal—that's pretty awesome. You know, so I think that it just goes back to that. I think people, but now I, like the last fifteen years for me, I mean, I'm a total hoarder now. It sucks. I got so much stuff. He's like a music store in our practice place, man. It's nice. I just, I like that. Well, you know, you have to have a different tool for a different job yeah. sometimes, and you know, like I mean, yeah, the, the rig. You know, we we both, Matt and I, spent a lot of time. With thousand yard stare, kind of working out our, yeah. our, our our frequencies, the you yeah. know the sounds we were working on, and we spent time. I know with my the bass rig that I play through now, um, it's been literally a Frankenstein job just making this thing work and just trying. Yeah. And this these poor guys had to watch me just, you know, just freaking out and losing my temper yeah. trying to make this thing work because I was just trying to get the biggest sound I could get. Right? Yeah, and that if you want a big sound, you got to work for it. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I talked to a guy at a show uh, over the summer last year, and he was—he's like, yeah. He was—he you know, was older than we are, yeah. and uh, he's like, yeah. These young guys, man, they got—and I've seen these new amps. They're amazing, like these little Mesa boogies and Fenders. Yeah. And you can literally put them in a backpack, and it's like a thousand watts. Yeah. Crate wow. Crate makes that one. It's like yeah. like 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 it's, little, yeah. It's like the size of a book. Yeah. 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 You can, uh, but you know, big sound like this guy said. He's like, yeah. These guys just bring these little speakers and. Which, yeah, it's smart to let the PA do the work, right? Well, yeah. But our vision with this thing, too, is that we just want to be loud on our own. Yeah. I don't want it's to a have... real pain in the ass, hugging, lugging all this stuff around. Though. Oh, is, I know. It is. They it's show fun. up. I need to get a laptop for my, uh, you know, head and everything else. Just plug it in a couple games. But really, I yeah. mean, you know, with what we're doing and what kind of music we like, too, I mean... That, I think that's the big thing about, you know, metal and punk rock and hardcore has always been that organic nature of it. Yeah. Um, 
where yeah, I'm just kind of going straight into the head, man. You yeah, know, like, that kind of stuff. Like um, you're pl- you're playing a, you're playing a house show, and there's no there's like maybe a PA for the vocals. Right. Yeah. That's it. I mean that's yeah. Yeah, make do, man. Um, and we got the luxury too for playing a small place and uh, the sound guys. Yo, turn down, turn down. We can go sure. We just turn up. We don't need their PA. You know? <laughs> right. We'll just, so we're fine. We and we blow them out anyway. <laughs> yeah, we've always a lot of times sound guys have come up. You know, when we're playing and they they come up to set us up and they're like, ah, I guess we don't need to worry about micing you guys. And we're like, oh, right, fine, no problem. We'll just we'll crank them up, no problem. But I think there's, I I like that. You know, we're, yeah, it is a pain. You know, having to lug, you know, lug all this equipment and you know we're not we're not twenty anymore. So you feel it the next day. Uh, but I do like just the idea of getting on a stage and having a wall of speakers behind me. I it just that goes right back to what we were talking about when we were kids, man. Like yeah, that, like that wall of, of the fucking yeah. Marshall, yeah, Marshall yeah, stacks, yeah. you know. That's the yeah. visuals of it. Yeah, yeah. So, I like that idea. You know? it's, a, it's amp worship. That's right. what it is. It's amp worship. Yeah. You know? I um, I keep seeing somebody post this this uh, and I don't know if you ever look at the Facebook Marketplace because it's way better than Craigslist bullshit. Because you can actually, you, yeah. you know, somebody saw that you were interested. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's been trying to sell this this Epiphone half stack, and I'm like, at first when I looked at it, I was like, that's what, just like a little head and a speaker? Yeah. No, it's a fucking half stack, and I'm like, Epiphone. 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 I, I one of the best amps I ever had was an Epiphone Galaxy 10, a little 10, little uh, little um, 10 watt tube amp. I yeah. loved it. But this Epiphone amp had it, it, it has a built in. Um, like multi effects, mm-hmm. which I, I I I'm not I don't give two shits about. I build my own pedals, so, um, yeah. so I, I'm thinking like for the amount of money they they keep relisting it. Yeah, it's like man, how how much money can I get them down? You know, <laughs> it's like ah. Uh, could eat ramen for the next few weeks, <laughs> you know. But I mean, I'm not gonna do it. But I, you know, I. I missed the Epiphone amp that I had. I, I loved it. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I wouldn't trade what I have now. Yeah. And I, I, I built, a, I always wanted a, a, a Tweed Deluxe. Just, be, you know, growing up. And that's what I wanted. This, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, I could never afford it. I couldn't pay thousands of dollars yeah. for it. Yeah. It cost me $170 to build my own, hand-wired. Yeah. So I started building my own effects. I was like, I want this distortion pedal. I want to sound like. That's something I so want to start doing. Oh, I, I've been thinking about. I mean, we talked about that practice. Like, I really want to just start doing my own stuff. You know, I, you know. But we'll talk after the show. I'll yeah. tell you exactly where you can get some stuff, like like d- like DIY, like even yeah, kits, kits. Yeah, kits, kits. Yeah, all right. Like cool. for like even for, for pedals. Yeah. Um. So I I started doing some pe- some amp and pedal uh, building and repair. Like, have you guys uh, heard of? I, I don't even know if they're still together. It's called Skull Chisel. I yeah the band yeah yeah I, I did I've some seen, I've seen them a couple times I did some amp repair for I think, that I don't think they're together anymore no but I did some amp repair and I met them via that bowling alley I worked at in Romeo uh-huh. <laughs> yeah they used to come in all the time and we started yeah. talking whatever and yeah yeah they, yeah they were cool guys um and they're like well we have this amp that's just you know all, you know whatever yeah it's all messed up like we need it like now fixed mm. I went over to their house and I was like. Looking at this neighborhood, it's like Jesus. <laughs> like this, 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 this hardcore band living it up. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was parents' house. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I go out there and, and it's just like I'm fixing. It, it's it, it's just like, the gear that they're. I mean, that these that, that people are using to get this heavy sound. Yeah. It, it like you said, like you were really are working for it. Like they yeah. had like several different like like, like 
412 cabs that are yeah. like, well, we're trying this, and we're just keep moving and moving yeah. and moving up. It's an unforgiving, expensive hobby. It is. And it is. And I cut them a deal just because it's like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Because like, buying gear is just ridiculous, yeah. especially if something breaks. Yeah. Yeah, and the, you know it's like in like an amplifier, especially if you're pushing an amp to its limits, like you're really putting, like we do, we push. I mean, we really do push our equipment hard. It's like it's like a car, you know. If you keep enhancing it and trying new things and adding stuff to it, you're just adding more points of failure into your system, right? Right. Especially with me, uh, and I'm, you know, I finally kind of knock on wood. I've, I've <laughs> got Micah. myself into a pretty good <laughs> spot now. But you know, you're always when you keep trying new things and you're you know you're Frankensteining things together. There's always those points of failure you can have. But again, it just comes down. To, I think that's you know that's when it comes to music. That's finding your identity though too. Yeah. Like you know, I want to sound like this. You know, I yeah. mean, and there's something to be said about. And I'm I'm no different. As soon as I heard Motorhead and I saw Lemmy. I immediately took the microphone and put it up high and tipped it down <laughs> and started playing chords on the bass and started trying to get a more snarled tone. Yeah. No different, right? And it carried through to my older years that I am right. at now. Um, but, you know, over that, though, I think, like a lot of artists and people, I think it's really great to watch people find their own identity. Right. And that's what you're doing, when, especially if you're experimenting with sound and things like that with guitar or bass or whatever yeah. it might be, you're trying to find your own identity. Yeah. And that's when the real magic happens. I think that's right. really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, what are you guys playing through now? I have a Tama set. Yeah? Zildjian Z cymbals. You know, pretty much basic. It's yeah. Cut down to five pieces so I don't have to carry the nine anymore. Oh, Jesus, nine? Yeah. So, uh, and then I got another set, Yamaha Stage Custom, that I use in another band, so... Oh, you're 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 that drummer. That guy. You're a drummer <laughs> yeah, that's I'm like that in guy. like I know drummers that are like in fifteen bands <laughs> because you know yeah like like nobody wants to play the drums but the people that want to play the drums play the fucking what? drums. Who's the him. guy that plays in a is it, is it Poison Tongues? Yeah, he plays in like five bands. He plays in five <laughs> bands and that we've we've seen Poison Tongues play fantastic band by the way, yeah. great guys. Um, but at we point saw him play. Start doing harm to every band. Well, yeah, but this guy literally he came. They said it. He came from one gig, played a set. At the new Dodge in Hamtramck, and yeah, then shot over there in Corktown yeah. right after with his kit set up and played a set with Poison Tongues. And I think he was going somewhere else after that to play another show. Like, dude, you're a, you're an yeah, animal. He's, he's a busy dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in his twenties. Yeah, <laughs> well, see, this is like it's the same thing for like upright players, upright mm-hmm. bass players. And I, 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 I have an upright. I have an electric upright that I bought for like fifty bucks off some guy. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's it sits in my closet. Yeah, you know, uh, if it has strings on it, I want to play it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but like I know upright guys that play upright. Like there's this guy Rudy Varner who like, currently he plays like his main band is playing with Jack Scott, legendary Jack Scott. Okay, but he probably like of the entire time I've known him. He's, I mean, we're we're talking like double digits bands he's playing. I mean, probably at one time, maybe like five, six, seven, eight bands. And it's just because, one, he's like incredibly good. Mm -hmm. And two, there aren't a whole lot of guys that just be like, oh, I don't play upright. You know? Well, that puts you in demand. Yeah. Puts you in demand. Yeah. What do you play? You know what, Matt? I've never, I've looked at your equipment. No, I haven't really. I have. I, I got, you know, it's real custom stuff, too. I just put a bunch of shit together. Yeah. <laughs> just whatever I can get to make it be really loud and annoying and yeah. feedback and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I get you. I just push it real hard. I, I got old school I've stuff. never heard a tone. I, 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 
sorry, I don't, I, but this is a credit to you, because when Matt and, Matt and I had, you know, I, when I joined Thousand Yard Stare and I heard his guitar tone, I always t- tell people it, it, it does sound like glass breaking, kind of. I mean, yeah. I've never heard any, I, I, you can't, I don't know if you can, I observe this with your tone. It's so this. You can actually feel the speakers, like you can feel the air. Just when he hits a chord, yeah, it, it blows yeah. my mind. Sometimes I'm not trying, like, oh look how great we are, but it just it's it, it's a credit to yeah, him. Yeah, I and it it was fun coming into this band. Well, it was also frustrating, like I've already said, because I'm like, okay, um, I got to keep up with this guy. Yeah, <laughs> how, right. How am I gonna do that? You know, right. Now, like when I used to play through, I like I said, I built my um. My Tweed Deluxe that I always wanted, but I would play that through. I had somebody had given me this old Ampeg cab, which is like it had two ten up up top and had two fifteens that like faced each other. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's and it's like okay, I'm going to try this out. Mm -hmm. And I had gotten a a couple of fifteen inch speakers from Skull Chisel. Yeah, you know, for doing some work because I was like, all right, I'm not going to charge you guys a lot, you know. And you're a hard, like, like legit hardworking band, uh, you know. They gave me like 50 bucks and four 15 inch like amp speakers. I'm wow. like, okay, yeah. nothing wrong with that. Well, it turns out it's like two of them were like these vi- like vintage Electro Voice, yeah, and they were worth a shit ton of money. Oh, yeah, and they just I had no idea. They just gave me, yeah. Money. Oh, that's a- so. I did that, and it's like, and that that's, that that Ampeg cab was meant for like jazz, but playing it with that 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 Tweed Deluxe, I ended up getting like the, the like the weirdest yet coolest sound out of it mm-hmm. because that 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 amp is not made for like playing like heavy shit, but playing it through that amp was just like I I got some like really deep heavy tones out mm-hmm. of it, and I loved it. Yeah, you know the tones I like, you know, as far as like guitar is concerned. Um, I really like, like, you know, some people think, you know, and especially nowadays, there's so much technology out there yeah. now to get a distort. I mean, a distorted guitar tone. Um, tones that I really like are the ones that are very pronounced. Um, I always like use the example of the band Fudge Tunnel. Oh, yeah. Uh, Creep Diets. Al- yeah. Alex Newport's done, you know, done interviews just on that guitar tone. Yeah. Because it's one of the best guitar tones I've ever heard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got all the elements. It's, it's, got, it's got the grit. But it's so clear, and you can hear all the notes they, they come through, and everything sounds so nice. And, that, and that's that's sometimes when you, like where to, where things go wrong is when it's just all mud. Well, yeah, you get people that just like I want fifty tracks of distortion. It's gonna be the heaviest record ever recorded. And there's just a lot of anomalies you can get when you do stuff yeah. like that. You know, and I'm no expert when it comes to recording, but those are just the things I. Yeah, and it just and it just sounds like someone's dragging your record through through like literal shit. Kung 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 yeah. kung kung kung. You gotta you gotta have the the balance, man. The, yeah. The mud, but you gotta have you know some mids and shit. In yeah. There. It just don't work. Yeah, you can't just like it's all bass. It sounds, yeah, like, you know, it's like your record really turns into like like the kid with a shitty bass in his car. Well, it's about frequencies <laughs> though too. It's all about frequencies, like I was saying before. Um, when Matt and I were kind of working ideas out with the, with the with the strings in this band, I'm like, well, look, you got the highs covered, man. The highs are there. You're you're, you're screaming. It sounds great. I'm just gonna keep it just. I'm, I'm gonna because yeah. a lot of bass players like a lot of high undertone. Yeah. I'm like I'm just gonna keep the mids and the lows screaming at you. Yeah, you know, and it kind of makes that, that's where you get that separation. You yeah. want. All right, we are just about out of time. I like to thank, thank you guys for coming in. Yeah, thank uh, you. Uh, you're welcome. Where where can where can people get your album? Uh, you can go to thousandyardstare.net. Okay. Um, and on there, you know, 
we have copies of the show. We're not really, I guess we really haven't been very enterprising with getting like all the stuff like mail order or whatnot. Yeah. You can always get our stuff at our show, at our shows we play. Uh, we'll okay. have, we'll have a bunch of copies of this CD. Okay. If you guys want to pick it up next week at the yeah. Loving Touch. Yeah. Uh, but you can actually go, uh, we're going to probably shoot ourselves in the foot saying this, but uh, you go to thousandyardstare.net. You can link to any of our, you know, Bandcamp, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. Go to Bandcamp and our album is up on uh, Bandcamp for free. You can just download the whole thing for free. No, well, you know what? Like that's actually sometimes like a really good marketing. No, strategy. we like doing that. I, I think music should be free. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to pay for it. I understand that, but for people like us, you know, I want people to hear our music, and we yeah. we want people to hear our music. Yeah. So yeah, go, go download it. Check us out. Yeah. All Sounds right good. then. Uh, yeah, I I listened to it like all day today. <laughs> I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> you said you were in a bad mood when we got here. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I was pissy as hell. All right. So I like to thank Matt, Scott, and Steve. You go by Steve or Steven? It doesn't matter, Steve or Steven. Steven? Stefan. Um, Stefan. Stefan. Little, little Stevie Wonder. <laughs> little Steve. All right. I like to thank Matt, Scott, and Steven for stopping by from Thousand Yard Stare. Go see them at The Loving Touch next Thursday. I'd like to thank Kelsey for answering the phone, Tony for doing the video, and No Sack, Jake for being our floor director. <laughs> Feel the love in here. Wow. All right. I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Have a good night. Thanks, Ben. You're welcome.